Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of January 1st, 2024. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, yeah, it is a it's a new year in a new format here at the Evidence Cast. Uh, we have been we've done, I think it was, I think we've done 653 episodes of the same format. Um, and we kind of decided like we like we're gonna try something different this year, and we're gonna dive into uh, specific movies and uh, uh, each week and t- you know talk about some of our favorite movies or movies that are celebrating anniversaries or you know just you know genre classics and kind of just dig into them and. Uh, you know, talk about our favorite scenes and some backstory and stuff like that. So we're kicking things off this week by talking about uh, the 1985 Hong Kong classic, Yes, Madam, because uh, Michelle Yeoh has a new Netflix show this week, The Brother's Son, which looks pretty fun. It's, it looks like a fun kind of like action comedy show. So that's her latest project. This is her, but Yes, Madam is her first starring role ever. Um, and... Before we get into the actual movie, let's like we talk about some of the uh, kind of the context and backstory of it. So, it is yes, madam. You know, so yeah, nineteen eighty five came out. Um, it is technically the second movie in the in the line of duty f- series, which is the Hong Kong action series. That is, it seems like very loosely uh, kind of like tied together, or at least at least like the like it kind of like became a more of like a coherent series that went on but like these first couple ones were just like we're just gonna put that name on them and then that's it like don't don't think about it because they, they don't connect to anything yes they don't have any recurring characters except for maybe one in in over three movies and that's something if you like look it up well yeah so so yes madam comes out in 1985 and it stars michelle yo and cynthia rothrock and then there is a movie that comes out in 1986 called Royal Warriors, which they, which uh, I believe, I believe, I think it's D Beast Films is the production company. They retroactively made Royal Warriors the first movie in this in the line of duty series, and then made Yes, Madam in the line of duty two, and then from 19, 1988 to 1991 they made a bunch of other movies that are in this series, and so there's there's five movies that star Cynthia Khan. As the same character, so like, so there is starting with three and then moving on. There is, there is kind of like continuity because the they're following the same character every time. Um, but yeah, the first two are like not <laughs> were not intended to be sequels, not intended to be connected, not intended to be a, a series. Um, but they kind of like, I guess they kind of like figured it out as it went along. Um, I think four four is of a of note because that's that's a uh, Donnie Yen co-starring movie. And um, I think Royal Warriors is also pretty like uh, notable. It's got because it's, it's Michelle Yeoh is a different character than her character in Yes, Madam. But it also co-stars uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, and I think in like one of his earlier roles. That's cool. A little Shang Tsung action. Mm-hmm. Well, well no, Scorpion. Guy, or is he just a Scorpion? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the new Scorpion. Yeah, I know. I, I think because uh, Royal Warriors is like a trio, so it, it's Michelle Yeoh. Um, another, like Michael Wong, and then Hiroyuki Sonata. I think they're all like they're all cops. Like I think I, one of them's like I think Hiroyuki Sonata is like a Japanese cop, and they all team up to stop um, 
these terrorists who are trying to like bomb planes and like hijack planes and stuff. But yeah, and, I, I was thinking, when did this movie come out? Like nineteen. Well, which, which one? Royal Warriors. Royal Warriors. This was nineteen eighty six, and then they went. Oh, okay, this is definitely a prequel to freaking Yes, Madam. They're they're right? just like yeah, they're just like yeah. We're just gonna make this one in the line of duty one, <laughs> even though it makes no sense. But then, but yeah. then it's also it also gets even more confusing because there's also like. Um, Royal Warriors and Yes Madam are, are called police assassins. In the UK, yeah. In every, the UK. Every country, every country that this, <laughs> these movies get released, it's just whatever was the trendy word of the year. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's kind of like par for the course for like any sort of like Hong Kong series. There's a lot of like gay renamed for different territories or like if it comes to the US, it has, it, they like give it a different name that has nothing to do with like the original title, even though it, it might be part of a series. <laughs> You want to hear something insane? Imagine, like, I was a kid who enjoyed these movies, like, renting them in Chinatown and mm-hmm. trying to, like, describe what title this is from, like, a, a Cantonese-sounding name to just, like, the one employee that understood English. And then just describing to my parents, like, what happened when I saw this movie, <laughs> like, months ago. Mm-hmm. And then just saying, yeah, that Asian guy, and then that thing, you know, like... And then, if even if I saw it in the poorly translated fan-made subtitle you know like this was an insane time of lost movies i've watched and just forgotten not because like they're bad movies just because there was no point i was never gonna find the internet wasn't a thing for me yet like you just you had to just hope that you saw the actor's face on a like a shitty xerox copy poster yeah like in a, a rental store and i'm like that's the movie i think and then find out after i rented it wrong fucking movie <laughs> Yeah, and then and they're throwing movies into like series, quote unquote, like just yeah. like with like no they with no like connection to any of them. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is the series. This is like like our, our whole series. It's sort of like it's like the canon, like the like the ninja series, ninja trilogy, where they have nothing to do with each other. They just happen to feature ninjas. Yeah, I mean the first big one I think everyone kind of knows is when Jackie Chan did Operation Condor two. Yes. Which was actually Operation Condor 1, and Operation Condor 1 was 2, and sort of. I mean, that was vaguely connected. And then it was like Armor of God, but they made Armor of God like a subtitle of one of them. That, for the, like, <laughs> Armor of God was the first one. Yeah. And then Operation Condor... Then and then well, the just... re-releases, they made Operation Condor 2, and then 1, and it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that, that's like the first thing I remember when I had a Blockbuster. Now, this is years later when I just had a Blockbuster membership. And I still wanted the same fucking song and dance where I'm like, I want to see this Jackie Chan movie, and I don't know which one it is. <laughs> well, speaking of Jackie Chan, like the only series that really like kind of like, you know, maintained continuity and like maintained the same characters is like Police Story. Where does New Police Story fold into that? I don't know. That's like a, that's like a reboot, right? That's not the same character. Supposedly it is, but there's two new police stories, so I don't know which yeah. one. I do like so, but which speaking of police story, like um, that came out the same year as Yes, Madam. So like the first police story came out in 1985 along with Yes, Madam. So that was like a huge year for like Hong Kong martial arts cop movies. 
And uh, along, you know, along with starting the In the Line of Duty series, or I guess like <laughs> initiating that, um, they also it also started the Girls with Guns subgenre, which is became like a kind of like a pretty big kind of Hong Kong trend, um, and also kind of like spilled into like anime. But it's basically, but you know, basically it's a um, female protagonist or female protagonist involved in like shootouts and martial arts and stunts. And um, there was Yes, Madam. Then there's also um, you know, a bunch of other movies that in that in that genre, and then kind of like anime anime shows like um, like Bubblegum Crisis, and uh, I guess uh, Wikipedia says even like Ghost in the Shell is like a, a Girls with Guns series. <laughs> but I mean, any girl that is like not the typical brute that is martial artist and a gunfighter, yeah, that's t- that that's what is the thing. That's the genre. I get why because. I watched a lot of Girls with Guns movies growing up, mm-hmm. and I did not know a random, like, you know, five foot two girl can't really handle, like, <laughs> certain weapons because they would just be blown back by physics. Mm-hmm. But I guess Michelle Yao can really pull off, like, pulling guns and stuff. But you notice later on in her career, not too many guns. Mm hmm. But yeah, let's let, let's talk about uh, Michelle Yeoh and some of the other players before we dive into the actual plot of Yes, Madam. So yeah, so Michelle Yeoh, um, this was her like Yes, Madam was her starring role. She had appeared in like she had very small roles in a couple other movies. Um, she was mainly a model before Yes, Madam. Um, she won Miss Malaysia in nineteen eighty three. She was in like Miss w- the West World nineteen eighty three pageant, um, and then she was in at those pageants. She was in a Guy LaRoche watch commercial with none other than Jackie Chan in 1984, I believe. And then that caught the attention of this, like the production company that made Yes, Madam, DB Films. And they said, oh, hey, you should be in this, like, you should become an action star. <laughs> and yeah, so she, she, she did all of her, she like trained, she did all, trained in martial arts, she did all of her own stunts. Um, she did use the name Michelle Kahn. Which I don't know if you noticed in the credits for Yes, Madam, Chris, but like she's credited as Michelle Kahn because they thought that'd be like a that'd be like a that'd that'd be like a stage name that appealed to like the Western audiences more because you know they would care so much about that. And then there was then there was a create like and then like post Yes, Madam, and then she made um you know Royal Warriors, and then 1987 she retired, quote unquote. Um, which there there's some like horrible alternate universe like Michelle Yeoh just stay retired and never did anything ever again. But thankfully, I mean, we don't. That, that happened in uh, everything, everywhere, all at so once. That's what I'm saying. Yes, there's there's some everything, everywhere, all, all at once multiverse where like <laughs> she didn't come back. But, you know, thankfully she did. Like 1992, she came back. Obviously, it was Super Cop, the, like the all time classic, and then just kept going, and is still you know one of the greatest actresses of all time, one of the greatest action stars of all time, Academy Award winner. And then uh, her co-star, Cynthia Rothrock, yes, Madam, was her film debut. She, like, had not been in any movies ever, and then appeared yes, Madam. She was actually on the uh, Ernie Reyes Sr.'s uh, West Coast demonstration team, like the martial arts team. And you know, before, before yes, Madam, she was just, you know, like, actual, like, martial arts champion. Yeah, like, she legit fought people in yes. tournaments. And For, then... Like, World champion in forms, world champion in like weapons, um, 
black belt and like seven black belts. And then I mean, yeah, you, she... you you see it in in her performance here. You see the martial artist pop out when she's not, I don't know, being dubbed. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to that later. No, um, that. Yeah, but you you can see like the whoever found her. Uh, I, you know what you don't really see anymore. And this is just something that, again, back in the time of the 80s and late 70s, you just, people went to martial art tournaments to recruit, like, potential actors and stunt people. Well, that was, I mean, that and that's, I mean, we we love all those, like, those, like, especially, like, the, like I think it was, like, the late 80s, early 90s, like, you know, Jeff Speakman and, uh, <laughs> like, uh, all, like, Jeff Whitcott, all those guys. They just, was like, Lorenzo like, Lamas was part of that group, or no? Was he was he like a martial art actually like martial arts guy before like he started doing so. stuff? I think he was just an actor who then because he his acting is better than his fighting. Because there because there's a ton of like if you watch if you know we watch a bunch of like '90s action movie trailers and there's like a bunch of them, especially like a lot of those um, blood sport knockoffs. They always mention it's like it's like they always mention like whatever. Uh, it's like five time, five, yeah, five time boxing kickboxing champion. Like, yeah, they they have uh, as if it makes the movie difference when they actually recruit a kickboxer or mm-hmm. some sort of like international champion that the American audience at the time, like, I don't know, like how they know unless they picked up like Black Belt magazine or whatever fighting underground uh material there was uh but yeah i didn't know about cynthia rothrock until like at least the movies and then i didn't realize like oh she actually has like a very rich history of kicking butt mm-hmm. yeah but, she, but she, yeah so she was on this west coast or Reyes seniors like west coast demonstration team like you know doing tours and traveling around and giving martial arts demonstrations and then someone from golden harvest like golden harvest found her discovered her and they're like hey come to hong kong <laughs> make movies um and then that's how she got into yes madam and then stayed in hong kong and made like s- seven more movies in hong kong and became she she became like, Cynthia Rothman became like an actual like a legit like superstar in hong kong like <laughs> well, she, i remember seeing her in other movies where uh she fought sam Hong. mm-hmm well, I believe um, I think background henchwoman. Yeah, Samuel Hung produced. Uh, yes, Madam. Makes sense. I, I mean, I think it was like Meals on Wheels or My Lucky Stars, where like they fight, like someone fights in the Rock Rock. I think it was My Lucky Stars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, yeah, yes, Madam. Then she like um. She didn't really come back to the U.S. until like the like early not like 1990, uh, like 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 martial law and stuff like that. Uh, what is the one where she's a psychic detective? <laughs> I think that's um, uh, like uh, honor and glory. I think. Yeah, and then like there's like three of those movies. Well, there's there's like Rage and Honor. There's like China the China O'Brien movies. There's the Fast Getaway movies with Corey Haim. And of, and of course, of course, undefeatable. God. If you told me Cynthia Rothrock that was her first movie, I'd be like, "Wow, she's really good." By then, but she earned her way up to that. Yeah. 
and then uh, you know, last person we'll talk about before we start jump into the actual movie is uh, the director, uh, Corey Yoon, who is you know, I'm like huge action choreographer, like legendary choreographer, huge, massive Hong Kong director. This like I don't think, I don't think the SNM was his first movie, but one of his earlier movies, and then um, like obviously did a bunch of uh, Hong Kong action movies, then. Actually, the same year he did, uh, yes, Madam. He had No Retreat, No Surrender, one of our favorite movies, the John Claude Van Damme movie, uh, come out the same year, nineteen eighty-five. And then it's pretty, pretty much he, he basically kind of became pretty much like the go-to guy for Jet Li. Like he, like he basically like is like the action career for like all of Jet Li's movies, especially like his like American movies, like Romeo Must Die and The One and Cradle to the Grave and uh, Lethal Weapon Four and Expendables. And then he also, he also did the uh, uh, co-directed the first Transporter movie. Like Louis Leterrier directed like the kind of like non-action stuff, and then Corey Yoon did all the fight scenes. And, he, and then Corey Yoon also apparently did the uh, the fights, like the for, fight choreography or action choreography for the first X Men movie. Whoa! Which is kind of it's, it's kind of odd. Which is kind of odd because like I, I when you think of like the first X Men movie, you don't really think of like oh those fight scenes were incredible like. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, you think, oh, if that was reasonable for what was going on. Yeah. Oh, he also he also did uh, the uh, Dead or Alive movie. He directed that movie. <laughs> That's the last thing on IMDb I think he did. For for, for like for like full on directing, I think he's still, like he's definitely still doing like fight choreography and like yeah, action but, choreography. But yeah, like that Dead or Alive movie. Oof. <laughs> That's, not that. That's another like conversation. That, that that must have that must have been like a just I'm done with Hollywood scenario. I'm just like I'm just gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not directing anything for Hollywood anymore. I'm just gonna like choreograph fight scenes. But yeah, let, 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 let's jump into the actual movie now. Yes, madam. Um, so Michelle Yeoh is playing uh, Inspector Ang, and who is a Hong Kong cop, and then Cynthia Rocco is playing Carrie Morris, a Scotland Yard. British inspector. The most British American woman in Hong Kong. Yes. Well, there, I think there was a lot. Of, I mean, there's a, this is still like, you know, Brit, I think Brit, like, Brit, like UK. Rule, but, they, they, they but ruled Hong Kong. The way so. they, they represent her in this is totally not British. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's, it's talking about like, like the, this broke my brain. Like this, this literally broke my brain when I watched when I, when I first watched like the dub after after seeing like a bunch of Cynthia Rothrock movies before seeing Yes, Madam for the first time. Like, so I'm, I'm like, oh, I know what Cynthia Rothrock sounds like, and then like you hear the dub, and it's like this British voice. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, it's like does not compute. <laughs> so, let me tell you my experience that varies. I watched the original '85 uh, Hong Kong. I guess rip of it mm-hmm. that has the really janky subtitles and no additional um, American or like English voiceover. I had the straight up Cantonese dub, which in the um, it it you know it's like a double dub because they they pretty much like the subtitles aren't right. The Cantonese is better. Like if I, there's certain words I can understand, so I was like, okay, like they kind of got the gist between that and the subtitle, mm-hmm. but 
yeah, it, it goes on for a while. There's so much more dialogue in the Canton, original Cantonese version, mm-hmm. where her character has to t- is talking a lot of shit to people. So, I, I again, I my recommendation for seeing this movie is like stick to if you see one version, you have to see the other version. Like at some point, just to see the alternate like cut and, and tone and presentation of Cynthia Rothrock being dubbed. Yeah, but that that is that is just like especially if you've seen a bunch of Cynthia Rothrock movies, that's just like when you hear that voice coming out of like her mouth and it's not her voice, it's this weird British voice. That is just like like brain breaking. <laughs> like it just it, it's like it's like cognitive dissonance of just like who. What I this this is not right. This is not, this is not right at all. <laughs> but uh, let, let, let's talk about the opening scene. Uh, like the, where like Michelle Yeoh stops like the armored car robbery. Wait, wait. Did in your version? Did you not see the flasher part? I try to. I so I I I watched a bunch of clips, but I like I watched the whole movie like a, like maybe like a month or two ago. Um, on Amazon. So when the movie begins, it was a, it was Michelle Yeoh in a bookstore. I don't remember that scene at all. That must have been. It was that in the dub version, or like, like a Cantonese That's version. That's the original version. Okay, so I think they cut that out. Like they must cut it out of the dub version then. Okay, because I was texting you about that, saying like, "Oh, okay, we'll watch this," and it's it's like a whimsical comedy. Because like, so I think I think, the I, think I think I watched. Yeah, had Michelle Yao in a bookstore who was trying to bust a like a flasher. And then as she busses him, and then they're, like, saying, all right, like, I'll meet you back at the office. Then the armor car happens, like, right after. It's, like, the, down the block. No, no, yeah, I think, I think um, the version that was on Prime Video a couple months, like, maybe, like, a month or two ago, that is, unfortunately, not on there anymore. You, I mean, they, I think you can rent that version now, because it's not, like, f- streaming free on Prime Video. You're streaming in Tubi. Yeah. You can watch this version on Tubi. And, and there was, like, there was, like, a really nice looking i think i don't think it's you can't it's not like in um our region it's not like a, you know whatever region we're in for dvds but there's like a a uk release like a blu-ray 1080p like really nice looking version of it that came out um which is like the dub version i, I think that might be the version that amazon had or still has if you but you can rent it but yeah that that like that that dub version starts with just like the armored car like it's like armored car guys show up and start ro- trying to rob the armored car and then Michelle Yeoh shows up. Nope. So I, I said, the, once I realized there was two distinct versions in tone, I'm like, okay, I gotta explain <laughs> some context. Because, like, mm-hmm. did you get the part also after that where there's flowers for her? I think so, because because that, that sets up that she's, like, gonna go meet uh, the, like, the British guy. Okay, okay. So... Yeah, like, there's more context. It's not just, like, the one bus. Like, she did two buses in one day. That's why they're yeah. like, yeah, you're so great. <laughs> but, yeah, the thing, the, thing, the thing about the armored cars uh, sequence is, like, I wanted to bring it up, like, I wanted to ask you, like, is there, like, a more... Because, I mean, this is... That's sort of, like, the big, like, you know, Michelle Yeoh, like, introduction as, like, an action star, like, a, you know... <laughs> is, there, is there, like, a better... Can you think of like a better like intro, just like this person is a badass, or this person is going to be like a badass in that scene? Okay, so in the original Cantonese, no, just because 
the beginning is her slamming a book on some dude's dick. Yeah. I, I, That's I, I, how I, you meet her. I know. I, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm to explain. Then if you see the American, it's pretty good, but you have no context that she's a cop yet. Mm-hmm. She I'm just, just looks... I'm just saying for like yeah. a pure like I'm just saying like for like a pure like action like like sense. Yeah, I mean in in that action sequence, yes, it, it's cool to watch her like uh take down basically these thieves that had no goddamn plan. Yeah, you know, like it, it's a very dated concept of her like, running in. Great, because she basically is a badass, just shooting it up, no questions asked, just sort of, hey, you, yep. just starts blowing away, guys. I, I, I wrote down in my notes that this is Dirty Harry. Like, it was like a Hong Kong take of, like, a Dirty Harry character. It also, it also is, that scene establishes, like, the weird, like, super violent aspect of Yes, Madam, where, like, she shoots that one guy through the windshield, and he just, like, explodes in, like, blood. Like, he's just, like, this is, like, blood just, like, gushing everywhere out of his mouth, and then, like, his ears and everything. Yep, they're like, what? And then, like, the one cop gets, like, shot in the head, and you see, like, the bullet go into his head. Yep. Yeah, I, I watched his movies as a kid, and I was like, yeah, I'm used to some level of violence now, but again, in context, like, okay, so that's so jarring. Like, without the context that she's a cop, you know, and then this is her, like, not even patrolling. That explains why she got her, she's there before anyone else. Mm-hmm. And just, like, and, like not, she doesn't have her badge on. It's just, like, she just shows up in, like, her, like, you know, casual hanging out clothes. She... <laughs> She has such gelled back hair and like she has like puffy clothes. You look like she's coming back from the mall more than she's a detective. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, like in the Chinese one, it's just like this is just what 80s cops look like. This is the Miami Vice of Hong Kong. But did she even say police in that sequence? I don't, I don't mean. I don't know. She like she like cocks her shotgun and just like she's like. Well, no, that part was cool. That yeah. that part now, depending on what version you hear, the line is different. One is like, "Do you like roulette or something?" in the dub, but in the um in the Cantonese version, she says like, "Oh, I don't know." Like she almost does a Dirty Harry par- paraphrase where she's like, "I kind of lost count like of how many shells are in this gun. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take that risk?" Like. It's that. It's the same Dirty Harry that I shoot five or six. And then she also like uses that shotgun to, like like totally flip over the armored truck, <laughs> like to, like all the, all the guys just like crawl out of it, and then that's when she's like cocks a shotgun and just like arrests them all. Wait, 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 wait! Isn't there a version where like she blows away the guy's hand? I don't like. So in the version, the version I saw is just gonna, this is gonna be like the, this is gonna be the entire thing in the whole episode. But um, so like so like yeah, like the version I saw is she shoot she gets she gets the shotgun, she shoots like the armored car trucks like tire out, and then flips over, and then all the guys climb out, and I I, I don't remember she, I don't remember she shot the guy's hand off or not, but like she definitely like she got, like holds it all on them, and then like like they all give up basically, or like. Nah, man. I think she shoots his hand. You're forgetting very key details. 
Well, you, you, you literally saw it like 10 minutes before we started watching this, so. I, I know, but it's like, that's kind of important. Because mm-hmm. that, like, that to me was more badass. Like, you mm-hmm. get the, but without the context, it's just a cop. It's just like, who's this psycho with the shotgun? <laughs> it's vigilante. Yeah, I mean, essentially, this was movies are going to be about, like, the, the, the true nature of this movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good opening. Especially, I didn't know that was her first movie. That kind of changes, like, really trying to show the strong point of her. Yeah. But she's the good cop? <laughs> I guess, in the context, like, in the context of, like, Lethal Weapon, I, I feel like, I feel like she is the, she's the Riggs. Yes. And, the, and then Cynthia Rothrock is more like the Murtaugh. Yes, I, I agree on that one. She definitely she's more content. She's doing more things by the books and yeah. being polite. And Michelle Yeoh is more like uh you know like let let the if if the if I need to let like the rules slip a little bit to like catch somebody I'll do it and also like I'll like I'll murder people if I need to <laughs> like go crazy if I need to. Yeah, after, but after 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 those the the one or two opening scenes um. There we get basically in the main plot where there is this uh, British guy who turns out I, I believe he's like an Interpol agent is what we find out, and he is all, but he's also like he's also like casually like or like he and uh, Michelle Yeoh like are in like a like casual like romantic relationship where like whenever he's in town they like meet up or something. Okay, so in my version, he's an accountant. Yeah, well, I think, I think he's like I think he's like a, like a forensic accountant, like he's like a like oh, okay. cool, some sort of like he, yeah, he's an accountant, but like he's like a, you know like, like a criminal accountant, like he's like that's his like he's like getting like the like evidence of this like Mister Tin, who's the main bad guy, like his getting all like the financial information about his like I, criminal okay. enterprises. I don't know if he was a corrupt guy or a good guy because it's very vague in the Cantonese version. I think he, I think he's supposed to be like outwardly he's supposed to like look like a like um. You know, a, a normal, like a honest businessman, but then secretly he's he's a you know <laughs> corrupt like crime boss, like doing all sorts of shady stuff. Is he? Yeah. Okay. And and that's then that's what um this this British guy that um, Michelle Yeoh is so, kind of seeing is like. He has a microfilm that basically has all the inf- the evidence about what uh, Mr. Tin is doing, but then uh, I guess I guess, some, I guess Mr. Tin find like he some, some I forget how he finds out about the guy, but he see but like, like the the British guy, but he sends his main like assassin after him. But then, well, but see, then that's uh, what I mean. That that so in in the version I saw, the Cantonese version, it's explained that the money that they offered wasn't enough. And that's why they killed him, not knowing he had the microfilm like hidden somewhere. Oh yeah, th- yeah. It was like it was a. Um, I think I think it was I think it was like it's it supposed to be like a sting or something where they were gonna like try to like terrible sting because no one yeah. knew about it. Yeah. See what I mean? Like very, like in in the version I watch, it makes more sense where he's in a corrupt a corrupt accountant. It doesn't make sense that he's a like an Interpol forensics accountant that didn't fucking get back up or tell anyone about this thing. Mm-hmm. Unless Cynthia Rothrock was part of it, but she arrived days later. <laughs> yeah. 
but then at the same time this assassination is going on there's also the are are like the other like the bumbling side characters like these bumbling criminals show up and they're gonna like they're, they're playing on they're like pretending to be like hotel employees and they're gonna rob like this penthouse suite without knowing who's in there or what's going on in it they just like know like someone might have money in there or there might be something to steal in there and then they somehow they kind of like through like wacky coincidences coincidences end up with this microfilm that's like super valuable but then also but also like the like the guy's passport Yeah, the passport is just another MacGuffin. Like mm-hmm. the the villains were smart enough to realize that the the passport's gone, and then the forger's gonna have it, and somehow, like, well, technically, it's just like a error of like things. Because okay, in my version, there was like another group that's going after the forger that is like he sold them shitty forge like badges. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that, that's in the dub version. Yeah, because that's like kind of like the intro to that character is like, hey, you sold you sold this bad shit or whatever. You sold this like st- like terrible like <laughs> like guns and yeah, and then, yeah. And there's, I, there's, I get forging for passports and like IDs, but just because you know how to do that doesn't mean you know how to forge like weapons. Like that is like a big leap in because because that's because that's one of the big like that's one of the, one of the like wacky county bits is that there's this whole thing where. <laughs> they like they don't know what guns are real. Like they they stop all the guns and then they, like the guys don't know if the guns okay. are real or well, not. We don't need to get to that just yet. But, yeah, like that that one was like, oh, okay, this guy just has bootleg shit in his house. But like in 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 the forging process and in, in like what they show you how to forge, really goddamn easy. Mm-hmm. His forgers are not like complex. No machines. It's just like glue. Well, it was it was the eighties. There's no like holograms or you know, like computer chips. Like or, like anyone like, could have been a forger. In, yeah, you see you see a, a picture that vaguely looks like the person, and then just like paste that on top of the other picture that was already in there. Yes, just as long as you have the square photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these yeah these two these two bumbling criminals sell sell this passport to. Uh, this uh their forger friend and then he sells it to another guy and then that's then you know michelle yo and the police track him to the airport he's trying to leave the country with it and then there's a whole you know there's a whole another whole crazy action sequence with like guys tons of people getting thrown to like glass windows there's so, so much glass getting broken in this movie <laughs> like so many windows getting shattered so many people like falling on glass structures like yeah it, it was a staple back then Jackie yeah that was the, in police that story was the, and they're like we're gonna make that be in every movie. That was the bullet time of the <laughs> early '80s, just glass shattering. Because it, it looks it look so awesome and looks so dangerous. It's like, oh man, they're getting thrown through like plate glass. <laughs> like, yeah, some of these stunts aren't like, um, what's the right word? Safe. Safe is a good one, but some of these stunts are legit. Let's just terrorize the stunt team into thinking of ways to not die. Mm-hmm. Great stunt work, because, you know, uh, just tell this dude, drop a story, drop onto, like, glass, or <laughs> hitting banisters, or being dropped face-first down, like, upside down. Like, you know, there's a lot, yeah. of, mm-hmm. lot of that going on. But yeah, but yeah, there's a bit, there's a, there's a big chase to the airport, there's, like, like some, some cool, like, Michelle Yeoh, like, kicks and stuff, but then it eventually leads to 
this guy who has the fake passport uh, takes Cynthia Rothrock hostage, but then <laughs> finds out that, that was the wrong person to take hostage because she kicks his fucking ass with, like, and then shows off her, like, karate skills in, like, her intro scene. And then they're like, oh, okay, you're, you're like, a, <laughs> you're the, the inspector we were waiting for. You're the, the, like, was that coincidental? Because it didn't seem like any buildup that we're waiting for a cop, right? I think, the, the, like, the supervisor, the chief knew that she was coming, and then she's, because he, like, instantly recognized her, like, hey, you're here, like. <laughs> right, he did, but I don't yeah, remember but no, no, the chief yeah, supervisor no, at yeah, all. No, yeah, no, no one else, like, Michelle Yeoh doesn't know, like, those other cops that, like, work with Michelle Yeoh don't know. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, th- she's from Scotland Yard. But then, and then you're working together. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, like, did he win a contest to be in this movie? <laughs> I'm sure there's probably someone that from Hong Kong, like, that is famous in Hong Kong or something. Or some sort of, like, you know, like, Hong Kong, that guy. But yeah, but yeah, that sets up our, our like kind of like buddy cop, you know, lethal weapon situation. So like Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock have to work together now, and they cut, they kind of like work, they like work, they, uh, they work their way through like various plans of trying to track down where the microfilm is and track down these like these like these bumbling criminals and uh, there's that they track them down to like that one. It's like the is it in a mall or is it just like a club? It's like a club that looks like a beach. It's, it's like it's like indoor. Okay, yeah, like... I, I got questions about that. Place. <laughs> yeah, okay. or it's like it's yeah. a beach club bar. Yeah, but the theming only applies to the beach car, the the bar section. Because I thought it was maybe a pool somewhere. No pool. No matter what version I watch, no pool. And I, I believe, and I believe it has carpet. Like it just has carpet. It's like tan colored. So like make it look like sand. Yes. And then there's like there's like and there's umbrellas and like picnic tables and then people are wearing swimsuits. Yes. But... So I thought, who the fuck goes to this? It's Hong Kong. Like it's not like they don't have beaches. It's it's an island. It's surrounded yeah. by beaches. Who wants to like go to a bar themed after a beach on a beach? On an island bar, like it makes no sense, right? And you got, and you, so, have, you, have to, you have to go there in your clothes and change, or do you wear your swimsuit there? Like, so, so okay, so you're noticing that, right? And then yeah. later on, you realize they live on top of that bar, mm-hmm. and their their apartment is themed after the bar. Like the color scheme applies to the room upstairs or all the apartments. I have no goddamn idea. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty cushy apartment for like. These like bumbling low level criminals. You think they would live in some slum because like seventy yeah. percent of Hong Kong is like very crowded and on top of each other and like you know like there there really isn't a luxury place unless you have money. Like if you look at the Fortress place, it's just like three rooms, but they're all like compartmentalized and like they're sliding room wall. You know, like it's very tiny for one person yeah these are two people sharing a beach theme apartment building like mm. what do, do they work there like what? <laughs> i i thought i missed something because even the i thought i did explain to you that the chinese version has more context and external explain something they chose not to explain that in any version because even when they're like trying to like uh barricade the room just in case the killer whoever's like after them Mm-hmm. They have a lot of nice shit in that apartment. I'm like, what are they? What is going on? Like, they're they're not bumbling if they're doing well. But why are they only doing well? But the, the forge is not. Like, what's going on? Yeah. 
because they have a fish tank they have a nice couch they have like all this like a piano like <laughs> mm-hmm. so their apartment makes no sense to the the them and i can't figure out if um if they freeload in that space is are they the kitchen staff because they get a random phone call for food orders mm-hmm. did you see that scene did you remember i think that so scene? yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like i thought maybe they were the chefs or the cooks or something but no idea um but one last thing before we leave the beach club bar so in the scene where Michelle Yao is there and with Cynthia Rothrock and they're looking around and then the hitman shows up. Yeah. He throws, he like, this is a bystander dude who's just like in the crowd, which the main villain, well, not the main villain, but the the henchman, main hitman, henchman, right-hand man, he just grabs someone and throws him against the display and that ends <laughs> the scene. Yep. Yep. Michelle Yao and, and the other cop don't give a shit about anyone, really. Like, you know, they, where they, this guy ends up in the display is nowhere near them. Right? Like, it's sort of just like a cut break, and they just needed something to end the scene on a big note. And it's not great. Because it's just like this random dude's like, huh? And he gets thrown into a like, hot dog display. And then the scene just cuts to, like, the other guys upstairs. <laughs> they, they, they just ask like the stunt team, like, "Hey, who wants to get thrown into a, into a hot dog machine?" <laughs> yeah, essentially, that, that's why I was like, "All right, let's just how do we end this scene? It doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, maybe it's just like the guy can't they can't explain how to cut off the power. He can't pull out a gun because not everyone has guns. That's a very important detail about this movie. Not everyone has guns. Yes. Uh, and I don't know. He didn't have backup, so like." He can't get away. Just throw a bystander in this display case, and then just everyone just stare. <laughs> just yeah. everyone leave. Yep. But yeah, um, where do you want to go from there? Well, I guess, so I guess um, so I think so. Mister Chan, I think eventually, like he figures, like because the forger guy, like uh, like kind of like he gets arrested, and he tell like he tells kind of like says like oh these two guys are my like the guy that sold me like the um passport and then they try to then like michelle you and something like are like oh we have that like oh. that we try to arrest mr wait, 10 wait. and he's like uh. no wait before okay, we're gonna get to that part so the random dude who was sold the passport who shows back for revenge <laughs> like nope. very dedicated for revenge mm-hmm. like no weapon no jacket just revenge. <laughs> yeah, like, he escaped in the airport. No, wait, no, he got caught in the airport. He escaped yep. a prison. He escaped a prison carrier, which was planned. So I thought that was pretty clever. That was like the one smart thing in the movie that I was like, all right, I give the movie credit. It 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 sounded too easy, but the guy went on a, a Cape Fear revenge plan to the forger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, I kind of like the like the the forger fight. That was kind of fun. Just all the shit in that place, and then the weird ways he's getting around things. Constantly like like constantly like locking themselves or like moving around like the like kind of like wire like because he's a bunch of like metal like kind of great kind of like stuff in in that area. And he's like closing it off and like putting it. 
Like I'm 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 hiding in this I'm I'm closing this door, hiding this area, and then we find the way in. So that was cool. But it, it, when Cynthia Rothbard shows up, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll shoot you or like I'll shoot you. Like <laughs> yeah. that part was a little strange. Even even they're confused. So I bet, like at one at the, near the end of the scene, the 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 pissed off dude is holding the forger over a ledge on a mm-hmm. roof that somehow yeah. he got to before the forger did. Which I don't know. Hats off to that dude. He's so pissed he teleported across a building. <laughs> uh, he's holding on to this guy. And mm-hmm. the rock was like, pull him up to safety or I'll shoot you. And the guy's just like, I don't believe you. And both versions, he's just like, no, you won't. That's not a threat. Cynthia Rothrock is like, oh yeah? <laughs> so, I don't know what they're teaching her in Scotland Yard. Well, I mean... Cops barely have guns, so I don't know yeah, they why. They, they, yeah, they wouldn't have... Like, maybe she's so excited to have a gun that she's like, oh man, I'm gonna use this. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have these where I'm from. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that. Maybe she really is like the, the British Dirty Harry. I mean, because she's, I mean, she's eventually, like, with the final like, final battle, but, like, she's the one that, like, really is, like, <laughs> trying to, like, shoot everyone in the final the final when to start it off with. But, um, yeah, before that, before that like, um, they, 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 they try to arrest, so they try to arrest, they think they have Mr. Tin, they try to arrest him, then they find out that, like, the microfilm he has is a fake one, because they made, like, the, the colonel guys made a fake one, or, like, uh, the forger guy made a fake one. I don't and know so, how he did it in, in like, the the like few seconds he figured out that he had the microfilm. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? He just like, oh, I have microfilm. Cool. Anyway, here, take this one. What was that microfilm? Did he give him? We never know. It's just, oh, it's a forger. <laughs> like, what? 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 Who? First of all, I never met anyone with real microfilm. No, it's it's like just literally in li- libraries. It's like <laughs> I know where microfilm is. And then in 1985. Everyone who had microfilm usually did something bad with it. So anytime you see a microfilm, it's gonna have something no one really wants you to see. It's got like state secrets or yeah, like like criminal information. Yeah. yeah, it's got it's always got incriminating evidence. I think that's just the blame over uh, overview of the microfilm. Like, I bet you the guy who made microfilm was a pervert, and then he just like everyone knew. Oh, we're just gonna make microfilm be the media like format for secrets mm-hmm. no other reason to have microphone besides secrets so did they just accidentally expose some other cr- crime by giving him forger microfilm or something like you know i, I was confused by that because i thought it was like the next day i think i thought maybe like they pre-planned it but no it, it's sort of the forger just gives him another piece of microphone that he found and that's that's the whole like we have enough to arrest this dude, okay, but they don't even explain how the microfilm like makes any like big sense because in the forge document, it, it, it's like a real estate, it's like a fake real estate contract that grants the Mister Tim like land, but then like. The other document part, and it's all in Chinese, so it's like one of those, like, you just have to, like, look up what that meant. 
Yeah. It, it's sort of like a fake promissory note that was like, okay, hey, like, this guy is not actually certified to grant you the land. That's it. That was all in the microfilm. It was like a picture of a document of, like, a deed and then, uh, like, a government-issued card or, like, a newspaper or something that was just, like, <laughs> fake, fake worker. Mm-hmm. So... That how did he forge that? How do I know how the guy forged a microfilm that gave him an arrest warrant? Or maybe they didn't have a warrant. I'm so confused about how they just showed up at Mr. Chen's business meeting that looks like they were there for a photo shoot. <laughs> when they're all just staying around that speakerphone and you see how yep. everyone's dressed and just posing. Mm-hmm. I laughed because especially when um I I don't know, my version they call him Willie. Uh, in, in the dub, they call him Dickie. Mm-hmm. And Dickie's wearing that purple, like, hippie shirt. <laughs> White pants, purple hippie shirt. That guy is horribly dressed for this, like, situation. Is that, is that when Mr. Tin tells him to, like, go back to the kitchen? No, that's later. That's, <laughs> okay. that's, that's, um, when he gets pulled to the police station where he meets his lawyer. And then the lawyer tells him to go back to the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The lawyer is the one who's like, he's just like, just like, you don't see, he doesn't seem like that. Like, he doesn't seem like a, like a fighter. And he's just like, he's like taunting these two, like, badass police women. Just like. Yeah. yeah the lawyer is a fun secondary character, like, antagonist. Yeah. But. He, besides being a lawyer, he doesn't do anything else besides like just make people mad and annoying. Um, but... Oh well, we have we have mentioned there's also um, like Mr. Tin. So he has Dicky slash Willie, but then he also brings in that other like the other Mad crazy dog. assassin guy, <laughs> Mad Dog. Yes. Oh my he god. Is Mad Dog in both versions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like this is this is a common thing in some Hong Kong martial art action movies. They'll always poorly dress some random lieutenant or like left hand man or you know like some other high ranking thug in yeah. whatever equivalent of party city costuming they had back then i yeah, just he's, i would rather a, him oh so he's, he's he's wearing like an art like a u.s army like uh, like fatigue, uniform you know, yeah and then he had but he has like crazy like a mustache and cr- like eyebrows and <laughs> I, okay so in my head which i it makes sense. I look it up. I think he's supposed to be Saddam Hussein, <laughs> right? Maybe, yeah. You see, he looks like Saddam with the beret, the mustache, the eyebrows, and then he's supposed to be like a capitalist person. Like he's doing it for the money for this Mr. Ting, because yeah, he's, he's a mercenary. They brought in. He's a yeah, mercenary. They... Yeah, he's hired to do killing. He when he's introduced. He's like, yeah, man, I'm right. Like, thanks for hiring me for the gig. Like, I would do this, you know, you pay well, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, is this like a clever poke? I, I don't think Sam Hung, like, fucking meant to do this. He just, it fell into like a whole allegory here. But yeah, uh, that's why he looks ridiculous. Like, he looks more cartoonish than anyone else in this whole movie. <laughs> Everyone else looks either period piece accurate. Or looks like what you think like a Hong Kong thief would look like, you know, just some straggly hair guy or whatever. He looks like a like a goddamn Halloween costume. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, Mad Dog uh, very underutilized in the English dub, but in the Chinese dub, way more di- lines of dialogue. <laughs> and stuff. 
so much more. So much more that's like super not needed. So I get why when they had a chance to edit it, they're like, we are getting rid of a lot of scenes. But uh, yeah, Ting's henchman is just weird because the more I think about it, he's got his core group of like waiter guys. Mm-hmm. Then he's got uh, Dickie and Willie. Then he's got Mad Dog. Then he has his like butler. <laughs> yeah. Just so many weird people in his gang. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me he's a real estate mongol? Who's doing illegal activities? Vague activities. I get why they can't pin crime on him exactly because, one, he's not really a good criminal. Like, he couldn't figure out the forger guys. He's getting blackmailed. <laughs> you know, like, the, the main villain is getting blackmailed. Yeah. So does that make you a better villain? I don't think so. Well, considering, I mean, considering who's blackmailing him, like, that's, like, I mean, I, 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 he, he kind of, like, sorts it out and, like, you know, he, you know, he kills the Forger guy, like, he, and double-crosses, like, the other guys and, out, like, outfoxes out the, the police, like, the police, and then... Yeah, he would have gotten away with it, but we'll get in, we'll get into that uh, in a bit. Um, uh, yeah, uh... So when they arrest him and then it fails, then they do that. They then they do like any '80s action movie where it's like, like we want you're off the case. <laughs> yep, off the case. The 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 chief inspector guy. He just I bought you plane tickets. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I was like blown away by that. I was like, what? Go on vacation. I, like, like... I know it's like we're forcing you on vacation now. It's like, no, this is termination usually for a lot for like calling in a raid and all that um so when she quits i was like no take the vacation but you can still do (laughs) detective work i don't you don't have to quit well they they can't be cops what they're gonna do they're gonna when they go to like take him out i mean they're already breaking the law when they're beating up this okay in my version um the guy with the glasses, the thief mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Did you? Okay, I gotta check. Did you catch where he's taking a bath? Um. So in my version, he's in a bathtub, and he's like, he gets a knock on the door. Then it's the two. Then it's the two cops. Yeah. He's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. Okay. Does it start from there, or is it just like straight up him answering the door? No, I think yeah, I think he's in the bathtub, and then it's like, and then it's right. like, oh, who's the door? And it's like, yeah, it's another wacky like, you're gonna help us, like, yeah, they still could have been cops while doing that. Like, they haven't done anything <laughs> that bad. Wait, actually, uh, let's hold up. Let's go back to the weird. Like now, I'm thinking about it because it's so forgettable. Do you remember the pool hall fight? Where, like, the two thief guys go yes, and, yeah, like, that's... go and gamble against the pool hall guy. It has <laughs> oh nothing God. to do with the yes. rest of the movie. Yeah, and then there's, like, there's like a weird, like, Hong Kong, like, like Chicago Fats guy there. That's yes. Like... <laughs> yes. I was like, is this going to tie back in later? Because I, I don't know in the, the other dub version, but for some weird reason, they go back to Hong Kong Chicago Flats. Yeah, and then 
They're like, oh, we brought these two badass women to help us, like, fight you. But they leave? Yep, yep. And the, then, yeah, what? And Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh and Rogers have to fight these, like, random pool people. But they don't. No, yeah, there's... <laughs> but they don't fight them, so it's like... Yeah. They don't know how badass they are. Like, I realize they haven't fought, like, None of them has seen them fight. Only, like, other characters. So, why did they think that bringing these two, like, female chief inspectors was, like, the smart move to do? Mm-hmm. So, that's why when he, they show up at his door, this is why I'm tying it in, when they, he shows up at his door, he shouldn't be surprised that these women are fighting him. He should be like, what do you want? Well, that guy, well, that guy, like, like that guy, like Strepsil is like, his, I think is like the uh, original name because they're all, they're yep. all, they're all named all all three of those like criminal guys are named after like drugs. Like, there's like aspirin and Panadol and Step Strepsil. So Strepsil is like surprisingly like, like he kind of like bumbles his way into being like a competent fighter. <laughs> yeah, at the end, he kind of awakens out of just sheer panic and luck. Yeah. I did like that. I feel like there is growth for his character. Everyone else sort of just snaps. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, him being pulled in as just like the, I don't know, almost like a Joe Pesci character to them. <laughs> yep. To like a Lethal Weapon 2, which I think predates Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, definitely, yeah. So... Yeah, he's the one who leads them to um, the Forger's place just because they have a theory they they figured that the Forger swapped out the microphone for another one. Meanwhile, Willie is just beating the crap out of uh, the Forger and, I mean, that guy looks great in that, like, I don't know, Asian suit. <laughs> like, why is he not wearing that? He's he's He has so many outfit changes during this movie. <laughs> There, there were the one Mad Dog wears the same outfit for the whole movie, but yeah. really gets like multiple wardrobe changes. Every every scene is in a different like costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Michelle uh, Michelle Yeoh and have a bunch of like awesome like outfits too. They have like so, they oh, go yeah. through like they're like like eighty like these like like peak like mid eighties like they're in, like uh you know like 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 kind of like like uh was it like jumps not jumpsuits but like um. Like, no, like, like workout, workout clothes, like workout clothes, and like, uh, like, oh, like, puffy, like, like designer, um, new wave fashion. Mm-hmm. But, um, I did write in my note saying that a lot of the clothes in the '80s were very iconic for being bold and flashy, right? Mm-hmm. Or straight up terrible and weird. Like, there's no <laughs> middle ground in the '80s. Yes. Because if you were just like, oh, I just wore long skirts, you're like, okay, what's the gimmick? It's like, no, it's just long and like, wool. Like, ooh, gross. But, <laughs> but, uh, I like laughed when I saw the banana jumpsuit that Cynthia Rothrock wears when like, early in the movie. It's a one scene where she's interrogating the passport uh, guy, and okay. Maybe you didn't see this in in the dub, but in the original version, she beats him up in a jail cell to get like a confession. But no, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's like it's like 
but it's like it's like a weirdly like like large like room and they just like shut the lights off and it's just yeah. shows up yeah it's a weird it's like, like uh, cartoon dungeon office that um, so so we do it Scotland Yard like wait, what what is going on I had to remind myself like yeah she's supposed to be British and I was like what and then um her attire is what um inspired like almost the same movesets from April O'Neil and Teenage Internals uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the banana jumpsuit. Like, it looks almost the same. It's the same, like, puffiness. And then the fact that, you know, Cynthia Rothrock's, like, moveset is in um, Shredder's Revenge is a cool nod. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like, the creators definitely took note of, like, some of the action sequences. But... Thank God they only took that part, because the rest of the movie and what they do next is, like, a whole, like, bag of hammers that, like, drops hard. Um, so, yeah, when... Let's go back to, like, uh, the Forger and Willie again. Uh, were you surprised when the Forger was shot? Yeah. Because <laughs> he seemed like a pretty... Like, all, like even though they were kind of, like, bumbling side characters, it seemed like they were, like, going to be, like... You didn't expect like any of them like get like killed or anything, and then it's like, oh, okay. He he his death sequence is like so long drawn out, but it's mm-hmm. it's poignant. It's like you know, he knew he couldn't win. He might as well like do one last like annoying thing to the villain. I I enjoyed that. Um, the actor that played him is actually like a like a. Not a huge name uh, director, but he's been in a lot of things since then. Like his his well, resume is pretty good. Well, yeah, it's, it's Sue Hark. I mean, he did like uh uh like knockoff double team uh like uh a, bu- a bunch of stuff. Like he's been like you know fight Korea for a director for like a ton like a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like watch him be this like uh forger guy and then now he's just like yeah like i'm looking at his imdb and from this one role he was in he then his producer role just is huge like it was non-stop every year like three movies or more like anything with jet lee almost anything (laughs) with like chai fat just pop 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 anything actiony he was just involved in well, that, he, yeah, he was—he was definitely part of like that Hong Kong invasion of like you know, like with like John Woo and like a bunch of other like guys that came over. Like they were—they were definitely like, selling trailers based on his name, like Hong Kong, <laughs> Hong Kong director Sue Hawk directs knockoff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what's interesting? He studied how to make film in like Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and then he came. He went back to Hong Kong, which is like here's some cool shit we need to do but yeah let, but let's let's get to the the final the final battle okay <laughs> we'll, we'll skip we're... to like actually before that i want to wrap with like the insane bootleg gun armor scene <laughs> yep mm-hmm. the one where like first of all like the the <laughs> the nerd guy tries to strangle cynthia rothrock Mm-hmm. They let him for a few times, for a few seconds. 
I was like, whoa, I did not expect them, him to get that close because she's just like, I'll let him freak out for a little bit. And He's then, been through a lot. Yeah, he deserves a strangle. Um, then he runs up and just starts arming himself. But I, I remember going like, does he know these are all mostly fake guns? Like, it, it comes in, I know, a place in a later part of the end. But the armor scene did seem pretty cool to see a guy load up, I don't know, nine revolvers. Mm. And then it's ruined as soon as he starts that moped. Like, as soon as he, like, <laughs> turns it on and drives <laughs> off, it's like, damn it. I mean, it's a cool moment. He, like, gets mad. He's, like, kind of, you know, seeking revenge. And he is, uh, he knows where uh, Mr. Ting lives. I don't think he knew that before. Well, maybe he did. His partner did. <laughs> but then yeah, he just drives off in his moped. Which uh, then, yeah, leads to the big showdown, which, it, again, it, in the Cantonese version, is very drawn out between the before the fight begins. Of, of, the, do, of the guy with glasses, uh, whatever his name is, in one in the dub, I think he's called the professor for some reason. <laughs> yeah, um, he does a long like Looney Tunes dialogue skit of like, "Hey, like you want this? Give me my friend." And then it's like, "Okay, we'll give you a friend. Give you the film." And then there's a thing where he, I'm not sure if you saw it in the dub, but he threatens to burn the film. And then Mr. Cheng's like, "Yeah, that that's good too. Like do that." Yeah, because he has like a he has like a tin of like. Uh like motor oil or whatever or whatever he's like something flammable well no that's after he swallows the thing yeah there's a there's a line where well not a line but there's a scene really quick scene where uh the dude puts the microphone to like a flame goes oh like get back or i'll burn this and then all the villains are like that's good like (laughs) do it yeah yeah Yeah, do it that's we should we should we should we should have like two hours ago (laughs) yeah i know in my head i was like what like just, or make a copy or do something like you can't just bring the one film and then just be like, yeah. it's, like it's, it's the only copy you burn it you're good like in fact you should not threaten to burn it it was such a bad mistake you you had revenge in your mind this point but then you dropped the ball at this level so uh yeah uh when Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yao show up that's where it's like shit starts getting real. I'll let you talk about that part. I feel like you really eager to talk about that part. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They show up and then, um, yeah. Cynthia Rothrock is like is like the one who's like, um, like she is like the like the trigger happy one. She, like the, the whole movie, she's been kind of like the more like level headed one, or like at least like seems like trying trying to be more like like following the rules or following like the like regulations. And then <laughs> here she's just like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking like murder this guy like. <laughs> So she, then oh, she, oh, she no, tries to no, shoot. Not him. even, not even saying stop. Just sort of like you. It becomes like a Bam, game of yeah. lethal enforcers. Yeah. I mean, in the first sequence you mentioned, she sort of just sort of like kind of pauses as like police, maybe or says stop. This, not even that anymore. Just straight up, I'm shooting anyone. <laughs> and yeah, and then like yeah, the, the, guy, the guy you mentioned, like the professor guy, gets. <laughs> that which that came out of nowhere like that was totally unexpected of he he's holding 
some yeah some sort of flammable tin of something, and then he gets sh- they shoot that, and then it blow like it blows him up, <laughs> like. And that, that, that that's it. That's not even like like the actual like fight scene hasn't even started yet. That they, they they he's blown up, and then then it starts like the actual fight scene. Was like I'm just like oh it's on like. And then Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh f- fight like uh, I don't know like. How, how many guys? Like at least a dozen guys or more. Like guys, guys like drop the from the ceiling. Like, but... they they drop from the ceiling with like swords. Like they just like they close the doors and like guys just start falling from the ceiling. So the butler guy that exploded because that that is Mister Ting's personal butler who yeah he just wanted to burn the professor. <laughs> he was just like all about that. He was like hey. yeah. Well, granted, uh, he he almost got shot by real bullets. Yeah. So I get why he was pissed. Um, but what a loyal group of people for Mister Tang. These people have sword training. They mm-hmm. they're specialist mercenaries. Uh, what what did you think about the um, I guess the 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 pairing, where it's like Mad Dog and Cynthia Rothrock. No, it's Mad Dog versus Dicky, and then Michelle Yao versus Mad Dog. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it makes more a little bit would have made a little more sense if uh, oh, yeah, well, they team up, they, they both team up to fight Dicky at the end, like like that's like the final final battle. But then, um, I guess it kind of it would have made more sense if like Michelle Yao fought like Dicky slash Willie, because like I guess because Michelle Yao is, is kind of like the she's the one we're introduced to. So, like I feel like she's like the main character, and then. I mean, they're both they're both like you know co-stars, but like Michelle Yeoh has has had more screen time, so she's like kind of like the main protagonist that should like be fighting like the main bad guy, mm-hmm. like the main hedger bad guy. But it's 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 fine. They're, they're they're cool. They're both like really cool fights. There's so many there's so many awesome moments in like those, this whole sequence. I mean, that that Michelle Yeoh move where she like. Is like on the banister and like f- like spins under it and like by her legs and like pulls the guys through the glass and like throws them out. <laughs> Dude, the on the banister is insane. Yeah, that that part looked very cool. Like it holds up to even today, just because you don't see people try that move. And then, granted, you know it's safety glass and how they film it, but it still looks badass to see someone do like a backwards flip crash like a, it's almost like a spider-man move yeah and then um cynthia rothrock earlier in that fight does she she gets like she takes that umbrella and turns it into like a like a bow staff but then she does she kind of like pulls herself onto a wall and it's like doing a split on a wall and uh-huh, then it's like cool. and, and then and it's like and, then, and also it's like, and then like pull vaults onto like the second level and then she does like a glass like throws it out through a glass or like smashes through glass they both they both get like a like a they both get to smash through like that like banisters like glass like like a barrier thing in the, in the final fight and then speaking of glass like when uh so yeah yeah Michelle Yeoh like takes out Bad Dog by like kicking him off the banister and then he falls onto like a glass sculpture slash fountain and he's and it cut to him with just like just shards of glass everywhere in his face and he's dead <laughs> yeah that that scene is when you see like the stairs you know something's gonna happen on that yeah that you that know, weird, like like this like this this like weird 
fountain slash glass like sculpture. It's just like oh, someone's getting smashed. It's like someone's head's getting smashed through that, or something. Someone's falling after that, or something. Mm-hmm. And and of course, it's so impractical they do. just to own, and you yeah. know it would be a fantastic set piece. It's just that like I wish Mad Dog didn't look like a goddamn cartoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it'd be more. It would be a better impact if the who they fought wasn't like dressed like that. Yeah. But you'll see that a lot of Hong Kong movies in the 80s and 90s. Like, just, they made the villain look ridiculous. Um, I also like that Mr. Ting didn't run away. He, like, just runs to the back. Like, he <laughs> he could have ran away from this fight earlier. But he yeah. chose to just wait it out. Mm-hmm. Very classic boss move. Yeah, and then they they both team up. Like Cynthia Rothrock is like, is like fighting Diggy for a little bit, but then they both team up to f- stop him at the end. Um, we we get an awesome like scorpion kick from a Cynthia Rothrock. Did you hear about the story behind that? Yeah, where, where she she got like she got like a head wound, and then like had like you know go off set for like a little bit, and then when she came back, they put a stunt like they put like a stunt double in for Dick Way because he was like, oh, she's gonna, like she she's like fucking kick me in the face because like. I, she got hurt in this during this fight scene. And the thing is, Cynthia Rothwell did not like confirm or deny that. It's just like a thing. Yeah. You figure by now she would say something, or maybe she has, <laughs> but it's just not well known. Wikipedia has not been updated about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also, it also took like it also took apparently like an entire month to film that entire like that last sequence, like the last fight scene. I just got the glass they had to clean. <laughs> Probably. It probably took like an entire day just to clean up the glass and like reset everything. But yeah, yeah, they, they they defeat everyone. You know, they 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 arrest Mister Tin. They're like taking the jail, and then we get the insanely abrupt, <laughs> like actual ending where, um, our like our you know, our bum, one of our bumbling criminals, Strepsil, the glasses guy who's been like also like fighting alongside them and like you know bumbling his way through like being competent with like a sword. Um, he he did he did, he didn't know that like um the forger like Panadol was dead. And then his like buddy tells him like, oh yeah he's dead like like he got killed by like Mr. Tin's guys and then he's just like what and, he, and then he grabs a gun and shoots Mr. Tin and that's the that's the end of the movie like he shoots Whoa. Mr. Tin and... so let me, well one last thing to elaborate about that because then so the the other guy was like oh like there's no god like what kind of <laughs> world is yeah. this yeah and Mr. Uh-huh. Tin was just like oh like there's a heaven and a hell like you go to hell and I go to heaven like. I'm rich. I'm a, I'm a businessman. Like, yeah, I know. Like, what the hell? Where is that coming out of? Yeah. Then, then the freakout shootout. Yeah. And it's 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 such, it's such a hard cut. It's just like like as soon as Mister Tank gets shot, it's like cut the credits. It's like we have well, like no. He gets shot in the head or anything. He just keeps getting shot, and then it's just like yeah. Like and we don't even I don't even think we see like a reaction for like Michelle Yeoh or like Cynthia Rothrock. It's just like it's just like cut and and, and he died. That's it. He they won. Like the bad uh, guy's dead. But there is a reaction. They all like look shocked. They all look at the camera like huh, and then like yeah, and then, and then they, the and it, it ends yeah. with like it ends with like the the other guy unloading that right that like gun <laughs> in that yes, in Mr. Yes. Penn, but yeah, it's um it's jarring, uh. And then in the Hong- in the original Cantonese version, the the first thing after the scene is just thanking the sponsors of the movie. 
I think they changed it in the dub. Mm-hmm. But it's like as soon as is that over, an overlay of like the Hyatt Regency and then like some hair salon. Like it's all these like the people that like help fun certain things about the movie. I'm like, what is happening? Like mm-hmm. I've seen movies do that where they, they put the the sponsorship like at the end or middle of the credit, but not in the beginning. Not after like such a pivotal, like dramatic, abrupt moment like that. You know, I guess I guess, I guess maybe like it had it been well I guess I mean Jackie Chan made a bunch of movies before this. Like I was kinda surprised there weren't any like blooper, you know, like the outtakes or like bloopers we usually get from like I guess I, I guess that was like mainly just a Jackie Chan thing. Uh, Samuel Hung does it now and then. It depends yeah. on the tone, but I guess you can't really have bloopers if after like someone getting shot like that. Like I know, um, <laughs> I was like the prisoner or something like that. Like an early Jackie Chan movie where he sort of co-stars a whole bunch of the people. He dies in that one, but yeah, uh, like no bloopers. Almost the same ending, kind of. Where like this guy shoots the main villain like totally legally, you know, like not justified. He's going to go to super jail for it. And then like it ends and then it's just like the credits. So it's the same effect. It's just like feel bad action movie. <laughs> Cause that felt kind of bad. I mean, I'm not sure about yeah. you, but it, like, it, that's what I'm saying. Like my opinion of it was like, Whoa, I really, I kind of forgot it ends like this. Mm-hmm. So I watched the one version, and I watched the other, hoping that it would be different, and it's not. Cause you, yeah, cause you would think this for, after watching the entire movie, you, th- you would think it would end on like a, you know, Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock like high five each other again, or like, or like, yeah, I'll see you in Hong, I'll, I'll see you next time I'm in London or something, and then they're, they're like, they're like have like a, you know, a friend moment or something, but no, it's just yeah, the villain getting brutally shot down, and, and then, then probably getting exonerated for the crimes. Yeah, it's like yeah, like beloved businessman, Mister Tin was sh- brutally sh- shot after being wrongfully arrested at his home. <laughs> after two two crazed ex police women broke into his house and killed all his head- like his his like kitchen staff or whatever. <laughs> like, apparently she started it with like the gun. Yeah, and almost anyone that can prove him elsewise is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so. There's this part where they they really like I was suspicious of why they had these this long long like uh, walkout scene where the cops show up and they try to bring everyone into like the car and the guy's laughing he's laughing from his foyer all the way down to his like <laughs> yep mm-hmm. yeah all the way down to the uh, like I don't know the street level. And, like, his, his henchmen crew is, like, following behind. I was like, that's awkward for this dude to keep laughing for, like, I don't know, two minutes straight. Because there's no, because they, because the evidence, like, the microphone actually did get destroyed during the fight scene. So, like, there's no evidence, to, like, against him now. Yeah, he got away with it. Yeah. So, yeah, so then becomes the whole meaning of the movie is, like, it's a no madam movie, really. And then, no line of duty. In fact, they walked away from the line of duty. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They weren't through. in the line. Yeah, they weren't in the line of duty for like they. They they're like, hey, we quit. Like we're like, <laughs> we're doing this. Start doing this on our own. <laughs> so, 
that's maybe that's when because maybe that's when they went from in line of duty and it turned into police assassins that makes more sense <laughs> Yeah, or they became, or they, or they became the Ultra Force, which was like the uh, the European title, Ultra Force One. Okay, but then they made it like a in the Line of Duty One, which I think is just another movie that they some they, other yeah. company decided to call themselves because they don't like it's not recognized as any part of the in the Line of Duty franchise. It's like one movie I saw like online as I was getting ready to do this. Yeah, uh, it was showing me like another Michelle Yao movie, and I was like, "Is this even her?" I couldn't tell. It was so grainy and like double bootleg. Well, that's what we talked about at the beginning of the, like the beginning of the show. Like, yeah, Royal Warriors is no, it wasn't even Royal Warriors. It looked worse than that. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I don't I don't know what that one is then because Michelle Yao is only in is technically only in two of these uh, in the Line of Duty movies. So yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say I I watched a clip of something that had no context and i was like someone made police assassins one someone like if you look up that movie and then mm-hmm. that's like a probably a totally different movie well i think i think that's i think it's royal warriors i think royal warriors is police assassins and yes madam is police assassins two or but but in the uk on dvd it's police assassins <laughs> when it was on vhs it was police assassins two when, it's oh, on, when it came on dvd it was police assassins <laughs> But then it's also apparently called Ultra Force. <laughs> none, of, none of the titles make sense. Yes, no. Madam sort of makes sense because and they say yes, say they say Madam a lot in the Cantonese version to Cynthia Rothrock or Michelle Yeoh when they when they approach. Yeah, it's the polite like you know mm-hmm. saying greetings. But after that, the movie makes no sense to the title. And then I also love there is um, like there's an unofficial sequel, but it's so it's like. There's like Inline Duty Four, which which came out in 1989. And then there's there's like four there's like three movies after that, or four movies after that. And then in 1986, there's Yes Madam Five, but it's not the it's not even the fifth one. <laughs> but it's like an unofficial. Oh yeah, there's like you remember like all those other Yes Madam movies. Did you this see is the fifth did, one? Did, in one version, they're like somehow this movie earned the Super Cop moniker. <laughs> It's like it's I'm part sure. of the Super Cop films. I was like, no, it's not. It's it's Super Cop Four. <laughs> it's Police Police Story Four, Super Cop Two, Three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Super Cop and Police Story are like totally different movies, yeah. right? Well, Police Super Cop is is Police Story Three. Okay. So it is. But it's then, a, that, that is official. That is officially like Jack Chan is the same character that he is in the, other, the first two Police Story movies. But then that but Super Cop. When it came to the like, when it was in the U.S., they dropped the police story, and just it was just Super Cop. Was, they didn't like explain that it was like part of this like other series, right? Right. Only because then they made another Michelle Yao movie that I think it was before Super Cop that they said is part of Super Super Cop Two. <laughs> in the line, in the line of duty, Super Cop, Police Story Five, like police assassins. <laughs> they, just, they just throw throw every every like Hong Kong action series. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Madam Super Cop Five. Mm-hmm. A police story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think th- I think that'll probably <laughs> wrap it up for Yes, Madam. Any other? Unless you have any other final thoughts, Chris. Uh. 
yeah, yes, madam's still worth watching, even though plot oh, it's a body yeah, it's it's definitely worth like even just for the action, like the action sequences are like are, are awesome, like classic Hong Kong eighties action. That, that that final fight scene is just insane. Like if if, if you even just watch that on YouTube, like that is just like like some some awesome like the stuff that's going on in that scene or like some of the moves and some of the, like the sequences are crazy. But the, I mean, the, the whole movie is definitely worth watching. Just like yeah, to see like you know Michelle Yeoh's like that. This is like what's put her on the map, and then what put Cynthia Rothrock on the map. And and if you're if you're just a fan of like you know these, this kind of like Hong Kong police story kind of action, it's definitely worth checking out. It's definitely like a downer movie at the end. It comes a totally <laughs> different action vibe. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's there's no there's no Jackie Chan theme song to like and outtakes to like lift you up afterwards. It's like sit with it, sit sit with the inadequacies of the Hong Kong police system. Yeah, that's really um, a mouthful as a title, but that's the yeah, most accurate <laughs> title. In the line of duty, the inadequacies of the Hong Kong police system, the systemic failures. <laughs> But uh, yes, that, so yes, madam. And then next week, uh, I believe we're, we're going to stay in the Corey Yoon territory. We're going to talk about uh, the transporter um, because the beekeeper is going to be out the latest Jason State of the movie. So we're going to jump back to, I think, I mean, the transporter, like, would you like the movie that probably put him on the map as far as like being like a like, you know, lead action star? Yeah. I mean, everyone remembers him from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels because yeah, yeah, I think I mean, increased. He started moving up and closer and closer up on the poster. Yeah, because yeah, because this is definitely one where it's like, oh, this it's Jason Statham, not just the guy from those Guy Ritchie movies. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into all that next week. Um, we'll talk about how it was inspired by B and W commercials <laughs> and uh, all all the other stuff that's going on in that movie. And if you want more from us, head over to everydayaction.com. We've got all of our usual features and news and uh, trailers, all, all sorts of other stuff up there. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so of course, I'm Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.